2: Welcome back to Game of Opinions, a relatively new football podcast from Eurosport. On today's show, we dive deep into Spain to chat La Liga's return. Why are Real Madrid and Barcelona suddenly a bit ordinary? Is Lionel Messi over the hill? And should there really be so much hate for Gareth Bale? All that and more from me, Ben Snowball, and a couple of other very trustworthy voices. Enjoy. Now, it's lovely to welcome European football connoisseur Graham Ruffin for his Game of Opinions debut. It's also an absolute pleasure to finally meet the face behind the email. So welcome, Graham. How are you doing today? I am not bad, Ben. How are you? I'm also very, very well. Um, and those up to date with our episodes will be delighted to hear that Michael Hinks is also here for his second outing. Mikey, you all right? Yep. Delighted to see uh, Graham in the virtual flesh, so to speak. So much better in 3D, isn't he, than the 2D... <laughs> The 2D pictures we've seen. Almost touching. No, jokes. So today is all about La Liga and the return (laughs) of football to Spain. Uh, Spanish football returns to our screens this Thursday. Uh, That's the 11th of June for anyone listening in the future. It's not exactly the most mouth-watering opener as Sevilla face Batiste, but there's still everything to play for in the title race. We're just two points separating leaders Barcelona from Real Madrid. But is that enough to draw us in? Graham, I'll start with you here. Why should we watch La Liga? And there are obviously many other options, and then there's only so much behind closed doors action any of us can take. And I'll throw a second question in there as well. Um, is anyone worth watching except Real Madrid or Barcelona?
3: Well, the latter question, absolutely yes. Uh, I'll come to that uh, later on. If, I think if you look at, across Europe um, at the moment, you know, Bayern Munich are untouchable in, in the Bundesliga, Liverpool are untouchable in the Premier League, you've got PSG in league, 1, and I know you've got a uh, uh, a three team title race in, eh, uh, in Serie A, or maybe it's even just a two team title race now, but over the last few years, Juventus have been untouchable then. And, and so I know it's a, I know you can say it's a two horse race in La Liga, but actually at the moment, a two horse race is, is, is uh, quite an expansive title race. And if you were, if you look at the, the, the season as a whole in Spain, um, it's been hugely unpredictable. I mean, Barcelona and Real Madrid, have been a, a an image of strength over the last what you would say a decade. They've kind of dominated not just uh, you know Barcelona and Real Madrid, not just dominating La Liga, but dominating European football as a whole. But this season, it's been a, a an entirely different uh, landscape. Barcelona have dropped points to Granada, Espanol, uh, Levante, uh, Athletic Club. And then Real Madrid, I've, I've also dropped points to, to to a lot of teams as well, Levante as well, uh, uh, Celta Vigo, I think, Real Mallorca, they lost, I think early in the season, they lost to, uh, or they drew at home to Valladolid. So the, a lot of unpredictable results. And I don't see that changing after after the restart. You know, I think these two teams are in the midst of a of a transition between generations. They're not entirely sure of their identity as sides. and 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 I don't think the... The three-month hiatus, or however long it's been, will we'll change that. So, yes, these two teams are at the top of La Liga as they always tend to be. Um, although Atleti have obviously disrupted them a little bit in recent years, but there's a there's a lot more to the context.
2: Mike, you're returning to the UK well recently after a, a year's sojourn in Madrid, or so. How do you see the return of La Liga? Are you are you as excited as as Mr. Ruffin?
0: Yeah, I think it's actually watch that Michelin web sketch where they just get excited because it's football, football, football all the time. And there is wall-to-wall football. Watch the
2: ball, watch it move. (laughs) Every
0: every single day, there will be a win, a loss or a draw for every team. But no, there's two or three matches every single day, as promised, the next three weeks. And that's just what they've scheduled. And I think they'll probably fulfil that promise until the end of the season. And as Graham said, we actually have a title race with a bit of a twist, really, because instead of watching these two teams gong-ho going for 100 points we've actually got the clear possibility that they might not even get to the mid-80s even and looking back I think it's 2006-7 where Real and Barca tied for 76 points and I think Real won on head-to-head I guess it would be or maybe goal difference back then which is like 76 points to win a league and we're so used to them running away with it these days That yes, they're still going to run away with it, but it is with a difference because you look at the remaining 11 fixtures for both teams and six home, five away for Real Madrid, five home, six away for Barcelona. You don't even know if how much home advantages is going to count anyway. And you look at basically every fixture and you don't really say that there are any bankers, especially for some of these away games with Real going to Sociedad and Barca going to Sevilla quite early on in well later this June.
2: Yeah, I think that leads us on quite nicely to the next point, the kind of Real Madrid-Barcelona head-to-head. One thing that is unavoidable, it seems, is the is the decline of Real and Barca this season. If you look at their summer signings, Luka Jovic, Eden Hazard, Antoine Griezmann, even Frankie de Jong, they've all failed to live up to the hype in kind of different levels. Um, and they could both quite easily go out of the Champions League before the quarterfinals, obviously. Barcelona close with Napoli, Real Madrid behind to Manchester City. And as you've both mentioned Barcelona they've well they've lost 5 games this season already there's still 9 games to play the last time they lost more than 5 times in a season was 12 years ago why is it is it just the new signings or is there ever reasons why they're just a bit naff this year both clubs
3: Yeah I I think as as I said earlier that they are kind of in between um gen- they're in generational transition aren't they I mean Real Madrid obviously they had the big the big symbolic transition with Ronaldo leaving um but even even Barcelona, you know, Iniesta hasn't really been replaced. They tried to shoehorn Coutinho into, into that position, didn't really work. Um, you know, they, they've spent a lot of money on uh, Artur, who I actually think is a great player and looks like a Barcelona player. But now there's rumours that he's going to go to Juventus. They're trying to try, trying to push him out the door. Griezmann has come in and I think um, he's a great player, Griezmann. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And I think there is a recognition. It, it's different to Coutinho. You know, I think... With Coutinho, a lot of Barcelona fans struggle to see what the the fuss was about. He he kind of looked out of sorts in that team. In that he he always thrived in the Premier League on on chaos, and at Barcelona you you don't really have that level of chaos. It's all very structured, and you have to fit into their system. Coutinho is a great sorry Griezmann is a great player, but being a great Barcelona player is is, is something it's entirely different. And then how how does he fit in with with Messi and Suarez? I think a lot of the time, Barcelona now, it's almost like they buy players without thinking of how they, they, they're going to fit into their team um, and it, it, it's that's resulted in a lot of the problems that they had. I, I think Real Madrid are a little bit closer to knowing what they want to be, but even still, I mean, you look at the, the left side of their attack um, and they've got, well, Eden Azar was obviously signed last summer after trailing him for a number of years, but Positionally, did they need someone on the left side of that of 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 their team? Considering they've already got Vinicius and and uh, Rodrigo, and of of course, Isko's capable of playing there. And it, it they've not really got much on in, in, on the way in the right side. I mean, Bale obviously is na- is a natural right sided player, but uh, <laughs> I think he. Uh, well, if you're to believe the Madrid press, he's spending more of his time uh, focusing on golf than on playing for Real Madrid. Um, Rodrigo has played out on that side, but he's more kind of uh, natural on the left. So uh, both teams kind of struggling sim- from similar um, kind of lack of clarity, not really knowing what, what what what's coming next. I mean, Real Madrid at least have players like Odegaard at, at Sociedad, which, by the way, uh, you asked me earlier who's who's been worthwhile watching outside Barcelona and Real Madrid. Well, Lario have been excellent this season. I'd say try and catch one of their games. It was actually a tale um, earlier in the season from I think it was a Sid Lowe article that I read that said um, I can't remember. It was a third tier team the, the, that Lario put eight pass in the Copa del Rey, and then in the, in the next match, the third uh, tier team. I wish I could remember who it was, but they they. They accepted an invitation to go to the Anoeta to, to, to watch, eh, uh, Sostad because they, they, they'd enjoyed watching them being absolutely thumped, eh, <laughs> uh, themselves. So, yeah, the, uh, going back to my original point, Odegaard on loan, he can come back, um, maybe early. There's talk he might be recalled. He's on a two-year loan. Um, Hakimi at, at Dortmund is coming back this summer. So that's a, a, a long-term right back. And even players like Kubo on loan at Mallorca might come back and give them some depth. So I think they're slightly better equipped. But in terms of the ideology and and their and their philosophical outlook, if you want to call it that, the two teams are both have their own kind of similar issues.
0: Yeah, I think they were both guilty of sleepwalking through the past three years in their own way because Barca won the league four of the last five years. Real Madrid obviously won those three Champions Leagues in a row. And you don't really need to address the problems when you're When you're winning all the time. So with, I guess with Liverpool obviously winning last year and Liverpool's a good case in point where they identified who they wanted, who they needed and they waited for them or they just went and got them in the case of Alisson and Van Dijk. So for the case of Real and Barca, I think only last summer did they really wake up to realise that they needed to make this transition. Because, and I think that it might not be until this summer or maybe the one after purely because of the coronavirus pandemic and all the financial implications that we see that whoever is in charge at these two clubs actually start to form the 11s that they want. Because, I mean, I was looking just now and the 2015 Champions League winning starting 11 for Barcelona, you still have, I think you still have seven from the starting 11 are still playing there regularly only Dani Alves, Mascherano, Iniesta and Neymar have gone and obviously they're talking about getting Neymar back. And then 2016, Real Madrid's final, uh, final winning team, only Navas has moved on Pepe and obviously Ronaldo. So you're talking four or five years now where these clubs have been relying on obviously two quality starting 11s and obviously the majority is still there but you can't remain static if you want to keep winning Champions Leagues. And it's what Liverpool did and it's what Man City will no doubt do in their attempt to kind of readdress Liverpool's dominance now. And yeah, I think that we will see in the next two years, these two sides definitely address that as they did begin to last summer.
2: There's two players that have come up from from both of you there, um, Bale and Messi. Um, I'm going to start with Bale, if I may. Now, it just seems like he's been and still continues to be treated really weirdly, really harshly, given the fact that he came to the club, helped them end the hunt for La Decima. He's won four Champions League titles at Real Madrid and he was quality. And then he's kind of been cost by injuries, but injuries aren't really his fault. Like, Why is there such a sort of a hatred in the Spanish press for this guy?
3: Yeah, I, I wrote a piece about it not so long ago and, and, and um, it is a difficult one. I mean, obviously, one of the... the, the, the the thing that's held against him is that he, he doesn't speak Spanish, um, which I think is a fair criticism. I think if you're in a, in a country for, I mean, how long has he been there for now? Seven years? 2013, maybe signed? A long time anyway. And um, I've seen videos of him interacting in the dressing room and it, and it, it literally feels like, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm doing you a disservice here, Gareth, but it feels like he doesn't speak a word of Spanish, um, you know, at all.
2: Gareth's going to be livid. <laughs> he
3: he tunes in every week. He was waiting for his first shout out. It's not yeah. been good. Oh
0: man,
3: he's a big listener. Sorry, Gareth. Um, but yeah, so I think that's always held against them. I, I think there's there's another um Real Madrid's culture as a club is 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 very different. You know, they they are a club that um, are are totally based around this idea of being winners and the absolute best and. Ronaldo kind of embodied that for for them for so long. And and so if if Gareth Bale being compared to Ronaldo as he was when he first signed and it looked like he was making that transition, fall short of that in any way, it's going to be held against him. But I I think there has been a change in tone this season from Bale's point of view. He still gets a lot of criticism, but he actually seems to be having a bit more fun with it now. I think last season it seemed to be really getting him down. This season, I've seen videos of him on the training ground while the training uh, training drills are happening, and he's been practicing his golf swings, mm-hmm. very conscious that the cameras are on him. Uh, I, I noticed a picture last week, I think it was Real Madrid, yeah. in the post, I think it was kind of Ronaldo that might have started off in his. Uh, his vain ways, but Real Madrid do these uh these posed pictures where they'll they'll kind of maybe do a superhero pose or something. That's kind of continued post Ronaldo and Gareth Bale has got his uh got his golf swing there uh ready. Um so he's definitely having a lot more fun with it. His agent, I think it was last week, saying he doesn't see him going this summer. I think in fact he said he he sees Bale retiring at at Real Madrid and, and the issue is in this economy um Who's going to take him? I mean, he's he's one of the highest paid players in world football. He is 30, 31 now. Must be around that that mark. So there'll be no res- resale value on him. And 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 um, yeah, I think they're kind of stuck with him. And I think Bale is actually, he's maybe okay with that. I think Real Madrid are not so okay with that. And that's where the issue is.
0: Yeah, I think you raised the perfect point about embracing the joke almost. He's kind of, He could have let this whole golf situation, that could have been his sink or swim moment. And I think we've seen plenty of videos, I think, since that happened with Wales, where he has just, yeah, it's just a casual training video or picture where he's doing a little golf swing. But it's kind of shown that I think it's almost like maybe he's embraced the scenario now. And also he kind of maybe knows his place more within the team. Yes, he might not be the guy that has an 11pm coffee with the squad like Courtois complained about, but... Not everyone wants to be up that late. I know Spanish times can be different, but Bale's clearly got a routine. And obviously injuries aside, you look at his fitness. Can you blame him for wanting to stay that fit, especially if he wants to prolong his career as long as he wants to? And yeah, I agree with Graham. I don't think he'll go anywhere this summer. I think it's Bale plus transfer plus Real Madrid is an easy transfer story. And it has been for the seven years that he's been there. And I don't see why this summer will be any different to the last six, which will be that he doesn't really go anywhere, to be honest.
2: Uh, Not the news that Florentino Perez wants. So, yeah, sorry, Florentino. (laughs) Um, Let's move on to Lionel Messi. I've got a few points here, so bear with me. Um, Firstly, is he the same force now, aged 32, or is his power waning? And secondly, why does it seem that players struggle to play alongside him? If you look at the list, Luis Suarez was unbelievable at Liverpool, and he was okay. He was good at um, Barcelona, but not... At the same level, uh, Philippe Coutinho, unbelievable at Liverpool, flopped. Osman Dembele, unbelievable at Borussia Dortmund, flopped. And now Griezmann, is there any is there any link to Messi being involved here? Is it just partly the recruitment policy?
3: Oh, I think a lot of it is down to the recruitment policy. I would I would disagree that uh, about your Suarez point. I think Suarez has been the perfect partner for, for Messi, and, and maybe doesn't get the credit that that he deserves. I mean, I, th- I think he um, the bar the problem Barcelona now have is. They need to find a, a a Suarez, a Suarez clone, and I think that's where the the Lataro Martinez rumours have come from. In that he he kind of has a lot of the same qualities as Suarez. He's, he's quite kind of the, the word I was would use is Wrigley. If you know, <laughs> if you know where I'm coming from there, you know, quite quite Wrigley can can squirm through challenges when he looks like he, he should lose the ball. Comparisons also been made with Aguero. I think he is a bit of a hybrid between those 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 two players. So I, th- I think of all the players they've been linked with. Over the last few years, and have signed, I think Martinez kind of makes the the most sense. I, I, in terms of like why players struggle to to play alongside Messi, I I think it's a very difficult environment to go into where you're you're constantly compared to the greatest football player of all time. He 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 has physically faded. There's no there's no doubt about that. I mean he spends a lot of time. I mean he always did, but even more time now kind of spending. Uh, Standing with his uh, kind of hands on his hips, and, and when he gets the ball, he's he's explosive, but he he doesn't cover the ground in the same way he was. And he is he is changing as a player. You know, he's he's com- becoming more of the kind of the Aniesta kind of player. You know, a little bit deeper, picking the passes, and that's not to say that he he doesn't have a goal threat. Of course, he does. I mean, look at his his figures for this season. But he, he is changing as a player. He he's he's kind of less capable of playing as as the false nine. Um, although Setien has kind of tried that. Um, so I think a lot of it comes down to recruitment policy. I think a lot of it comes down to the environment. I don't think it's impossible. I think, you know, they found Suarez. Neymar came in there and 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 was a perfect partner for him as well. So if you're willing to find good enough players who are willing to accept their place in the environment, then it then it's possible. But um, Barcelona have made a mess of that in recent years. So that's why it hasn't really worked.
0: Yeah, I think it kind of explains why they're either linked with Martinez or getting Neymar back in a way is because in Suarez and Messi you have two players now over 30 and you need pace up front and with with Messi like Graham said there's been ev- like you can see replay sometimes when Barcelona are playing and obviously your cameras are always going to be stuck on a player like Messi and he does walk he does walk around a lot nowadays and that's obviously the, he's got the footballing brain to do that and he knows when he needs to or not but there are some times where He won't be as much with play as you would expect him. And obviously that means that he can arrive late and do what he does best anyway. But yeah, there are different occasions now as opposed to five years ago, as is natural for any footballer, where he's picking his moments now. And I think that is why we are looking at potential quicker options for Barca in terms of the transfer market this summer.
2: Graham, I believe you mentioned Real Sociedad already, um, and mm-hmm. that really is the new bandwagon for the hipsters to jump aboard, really. Um, <laughs> if you remember that 15-year-old kid called Martin, who was wanted by every team in Europe, then turned out to be a dud in Madrid. Well, he's now 21, uh, still called Martin Odegaard, and he's tearing up <laughs> Sociedad alongside some other intriguing youngsters, including ex dortmund flop Alexander Isaac and uh, Mikel oya I've probably said that wrong. Um, the FIFA. Burn I tried up. to play a game of FIFA before this to get him on the ball, but he didn't get on the ball, so I couldn't work out his pronunciation. Um, <laughs> so yeah, why why is there so much interest around Soccier Dad, and why has it clicked?
3: Yeah, I mean they're just they're just such an entertaining um, team to watch. I mean that 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 that, that kind of. Midfield area is is uh, you know is, is is probably the most kind of dynamic. I know that's a a very uh, buzzy word in football at the moment. Dynamic. Does anyone really know what that means? But it's uh, it's it, it it kind of describes Lariel quite well. I mean, um, Odegaard has obviously been the star man, not just because he's been so good, and he has been really good. I mean, he, beyond Messi, you could argue he's maybe been the best player in the league. I mean, he really has been that good. Um, looks like the kind of natural successor to Luka Modric, who obviously could be moved on from Real Madrid. The speculation, the suggestions are he's on a two-year loan deal, Odegaard, uh, um, Sociedad. So maybe he could be recalled back early if, uh, Modric goes to Serie A, which is, which has been speculated. Um, but even players like you mentioned, uh, Alexander Izak there, he actually hasn't been First choice for the whole season, Um, William Jose, who you'll remember from uh, from um, Tottenham Hotspur speculation days back in January when it, uh, Spurs making signings was a possibility. Um, He's kind of been first choice and Isaac came in kind of the second half of the season. There was a Copa del Rey game at the Bernabeu where Isaac scored twice against Real Madrid as they, they, they knocked Real Madrid out. Um, and since then, he's kind of um, been first choice and is is really impressed. But even Oyarzabal, who's who's been really promising for a number of years, and has been linked with Manchester City. Guardiola said to be a big fan. Um, he's been excellent. Miko uh, Moreno, Moreno is uh, is is really good and has been really good in the centre midfield. Natural Monreal, you know, you remember from uh, from Arsenal. He's he's slotted in well there um they just have a lot of good kind of adaptable modern players. They're a modern side i mean the the, the race for that champions league that that last um fourth place or third place, i suppose of severe yeah. in there as well um has kind of been between it's kind kind of it's kind of crystallized between um Sociedad and hitafe and and Hitafe under Bordelaassa you know are very kind of conservative um well drilled Rigid side, um, and then you've got Sostad who are just kind of the antithesis of that. Who you know, very modern, very dynamic, interchangeable. You know, Odegaard, O'Arthabell, Isaac, Portu. Even you know, they, they all kind of switch positions in that front line. And and I just would say, catch a game if you can, just like that that third tier team that got absolutely thumped, mauled by them in in the Copa del Rey. They they wanted to go and see them in in the flesh, play play a game when they weren't on the receiving end, and um, they have that sort of effect.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got a fiver on Norway to win Euro 2020, 2021, whenever it gets played. So I'm hoping Odegaard just keeps, keeps doing well, that. Well, I hope
3: not, because that means Scotland are not going to the Euros. I know, well, I, was, <laughs> I was going to break that to you secondly.
2: Obviously, they're in Scotland's playoff group. So apologies in advance for them knocking you out. Um, I think we can finish with a quick fire round. Um, I've got three questions lined up here. Just one word, one sentence, answers, whatever you got. Firstly, who will win La Liga? Graham, I'll start with you.
3: I'll go with Real Madrid. I know that was more than one word. And actually, I couldn't say Real Madrid with, with one word. So. Yeah, I realised there, there was a massive problem with my question
0: there. <laughs> well, I'll go for the two words of Real Madrid as well. I just, yeah, I'm going to extend that one word uh, request and just say, just fancy it. Just fancy they will nick it, even though they're two points behind. I think Hazard is
3: looking sharp. I think he might be the difference, to be honest. Asensio coming back as well. I think he might have an influence.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm going to make it three and zero. I'm going Real Madrid as well. Nothing but a hunch, but just, just backing the lads. Um, secondly, will Sergio Ramos complete the season without getting sent off? Now, I, know, I can't remember the last time he did this, but it's a very rare event. Currently, no red cards this season.
3: Oh, he has no red cards this season. Wow, okay. I I actually didn't know that. Um, Well, I mean, the law of averages says no then. (laughs) I was going to have a look through the fixtures there to see which ones might rail him up, but I would just go no straight off the bat because you can't get a whole whole way through the season without seeing red. No.
2: Yeah, first minute against Ibar this Sunday. Yeah, I think I think he'll manage it before kickoff. So yeah, another clean sweep for you know. Um, and finally, I didn't put this one in the notes, so you'll have to just ad lib for this one. Um, will Zidane and Setien start the seasons at Real Madrid and Barcelona as in next season?
3: No, uh, Setien. I th- I, 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 it could go either way, but I think Setien will be replaced at Barcelona. I think Messi's comments recently were pretty notable about them not being able to win the Champions League playing his style. Um he felt like a bit of a stop gap anyway. This is definitely more than one word, but uh, yeah, I think he will be replaced. <laughs> By who, I don't know, it might depend on the kind of political situation there and whether there's a new regime coming in. That's what Xavi's wait waiting on as as yeah, as as a, as a new a new president.
0: Yeah, I think I
3: think both will stay.
0: Ask me again in August because What well, um, when when the season started. Uh, <laughs> well <laughs> Well, uh, okay. Ask me in September when uh, the first games are scheduled for. But um, yeah, now for the same reason, I think I think Zidane will stay, and I think that Setien will try and argue that he hasn't had a full season yet. Essentially, and would it be harsh? Yes, but would it be very like La Liga or those two clubs, especially to get rid of someone that early? Yeah, it would be. So yeah, come back in August, please.
2: OK, and I'll, I'll, I'll agree with Mike here. I think it's far too early to get rid of and regardless of what Messi says. Um, so, yeah, brilliant. Um, I think we're all Spanish footballed out, to be honest. Um, remember, you can catch live text commentary from all the big matches from La Liga's return on Eurosport.co.uk, starting with sevilla Betis on Thursday at 9pm UK time. Uh, Barcelona travel to Mallorca at 9pm on Saturday, while Real Madrid host Ibar at 2pm on Sunday. Graeme, thanks for joining us. Absolute pleasure having you on the show. Impressive debut, I'd say.
3: (laughs) Thank you very much. Nice to see uh, actual faces for once. I don't think I've seen (laughs) a face for three months. So it's it's been a novelty. (laughs) That's disturbing.
2: I recommend you go outside for a walk then.
3: Um, And Mike, thanks to you as well. Yes,
0: there's my one word answer.
2: (laughs) And thanks to you at home. You've been listening to Game of Opinions from Eurosport. Have a great rest of your day and take care.